Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. everybody and welcome to episode 166 the slam fire live from alberta edition for august 5th 2016 i'm one of your hosts i'm another one of your hosts and i'm another host and you are oh and i'm not there i'm another one of your hosts yeah, it's, it's live from alberta and ontario yeah kind of <laughs> kelly would be here with us but she hates you and thinks that you suck so mm. who are we talking about you all the listeners you don't like oh. that's why you're not here you didn't make any effort oh. to travel to alberta today no i didn't so Way so back guys, when. uh before we get going let's let the listeners know that are watching live that you can uh throw out a question anytime show format's gonna be a little different because we're live the main topic is simply ooh, a gun See, somebody just sent a picture of a gun just Squirrel. like that. boom oh what it's got that? wood on it that's one of the guns we're gonna be shooting gophers with oh. excellent all of a sudden i like it i like it excellent <laughs> yeah we'll talk about we're gonna get into what we've been doing and what we're going to be doing. And that's pretty much going to be the main topic and answering your questions as we go. So uh, why don't we start with a little um, SummerSlam recap since we haven't, I haven't been, have you been, I haven't been, I haven't been on the show since SummerSlam. Last time we weren't on the show. Last time, yeah, there was, <laughs> eight, there was, hey, you left us on attempted. Oh, a pretty good job. Yeah, you didn't, you're right. You didn't attempt. You're, you're basically killed an episode. If I knew how to work computers and stuff, I'd take it off the interwebs. So, so SummerSlam. SummerSlam, yeah. SummerSlam happened. We probably actually uh, not use this table for the mics because we're idea. smacking it. Can we put yeah. the mic on the next table and then we can use this for... Sorry about this noise right Bam. here right now. We're going to edit all that out. No, we won't. So, uh, so SummerSlam took place on July 23rd and 24th. And um, just a quick recap. SummerSlam is the Rescuers Gun Club's annual Level 3 match. Ipsic Level 3 match. This was our 10th anniversary. So it was the largest level three that we ever put on technically it's our 11th because level three nationals in 2013 yeah so i don't think see that's why we moved the mic because we don't spill water on it when trevor (laughs) i don't think a lot of clubs out there and i'd love to hear about them because i don't want to sound like you know uh to be too braggy but there's probably not a lot of ipsic clubs in canada that have been holding a level three ipsic match for 11 years in a row yeah, that's a that's that's a track record for sure. Yeah, so um, that was a rifle case falling over. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. So, probably didn't. Mike didn't pick it up though, so people are wondering what we're talking about. <laughs> so the match was um, three hundred and forty rounds, eighteen stages, and um, kind of well, I you know, for the most part, it was a success. Um, what do you mean for the most part? Of course, it was a success. It worked very well. There was, it, it was the best one you put on yet. There's always things that I could go back and change, of course, right? Of course, but that's, you know, that's yeah. hindsight, and there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. And a lot of people, um, I asked some people, they said they enjoyed it more than when we held the Nationals in 2013, which is a huge compliment, because um, that was an event in itself. So, so anyway, we shot it. Why don't we uh, go back and uh, recap some of our favorite stages and least favorite stages? Well, my least favorite stage was when you didn't stop me and you could have. 
<laughs> you know, I'm going to show you the rule book. I, I read the rule book. I'm just saying you had the opportunity to, but you didn't take it. I did. That's all I'm saying. You know, you, okay, so, he, so here's what he's talking about, right? So on the draw. People who are listening later, you're not going to get this because right. it's been so standing up, right? So creeping. If a competitor starts to creep and you can stop him, you give him a warning. So Matthew starts to creep, stops himself, and then the timer, then the goes, timer off. goes off, and he's looking at me. I'm waiting for him to stop me because you're supposed but to. But I have no reason to stop you. Because you crept, stopped yourself from breathing. My, my hands were here when the timer went beep. So you should You have, kept your hand there? It was it was there. Yeah, you still get a warning, and then if you do it again, you get a procedural. Right, I would have taken the warning. Nah, whatever. I wouldn't have minded the warning. Yeah, well, you then were warned 20, anyway. My 20-second stage wouldn't have been 20 seconds. 20, 20, yeah, it, yeah. your 13-second stage would have been 13 and not 20. Instead of 20. Yeah, yeah and that. that was on the... Uh, Very last stage. The one yeah. with the Cooper Tunnel. The Cooper Tunnel. Yeah. Our first Cooper Tunnel, and it worked. Very well. Yeah. The thing about a Cooper Tunnel is it has slats over top. And that's so basically, think of it as a tunnel, vertical fault line that you're not allowed to go over, right? So if you stand up, you knock one of the slats on the ground, you get a procedure for everyone you knock down. But as you're going through, if you bump the wall and the slats fall, that doesn't count. Then it's a um, range equipment malfunction. You have to reshoot the stage. So we built that sucker solid so that you could pretty much throw a linebacker into it and nothing fell <laughs> if you stood up. And the other reason why the slats have to fall is if there's an emergency, the competitor can just simply stand up. He doesn't have to back his way out. Yeah. You're not trying to keep going through. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that was pretty cool. It worked well. I think so. Yeah. Um, one thing I would fix on that stage, you know, somebody called it a DQ trap. I don't build DQ traps. I don't build 90 traps. There was an interesting comment. I'll come back about a 90 trap. (laughs) That was hilarious. Well, different, different match directors in different provinces do things differently. So, it's ethnocentrism, right? We shoot Ipsic this way at my place, so it must be that way everywhere. But anyway, when you came out of the Cooper Tunnel, there was a port with a cable and a pin, and you had to grab the cable, pull it, and that pulled the pin out, and then the port opened. The problem was the cable was on your gun side. So you could do this and sweep yourself. If yeah, you, you could reach in front of your muzzle and uh, grab the cable. It's no different than grabbing for a doorknob. Absolutely. You put your gun up and put your hand down. I mean... Yeah. We've been trained to do this ever since Black Badge. Yes. So uh, yeah, and unfortunately, one awesome shooter from Prince Edward Island who's originally did from, actually uh, sweep himself. Yeah. What I did, I used my gun and knocked the cable out with my muzzle of my gun, poked my gun through the, the port and shot, and it worked just great. Didn't muzzle anybody. Didn't break. It body. worked. It worked great. It worked. What do you mean? What, what, what wasn't <laughs> great about it? What wasn't great about it is instead of having your gun ready to enter the port, you had to move your gun over here and then bring your gun back. Right? Yeah, so but I it was my gun. It, it was this though. Yeah. No. And also, I uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, you're that, that's not a toy. You're not going to break anything on it, so it's not the end of the world. You can smack that thing around, and nothing bad's going to happen. But you wouldn't see me hit stuff with my tanfoglio, obviously, right? right? So I, I'm still going to say it worked. I would, you know, I can't, I can't. It worked great for me. It worked great for you. For me. For you. All right. <laughs> Other um, people used it though, right? Huh? Other people used it after you met. Other people, yeah. So. Huh? so. Other people used it after you. Yeah, I don't think other people used his system for pulling the cable. Yeah, other people did. Mean. Oh, yeah? Yeah, other people oh. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, so what stage did, did you like? Oh, I liked almost all of them. Yeah. Um, what I liked the best was our very first stage was a strong hand only, and our very next stage was a weak hand only. Those were, those oh, were awesome. Oh, yeah, we, we got those out of it. Yeah, we got them out of the way right off the bat. Boom. So, yeah. Boom. You had your strong hand and, all and weak we had We had swingers no. with a weak hand. Oh, whatever. It's close enough. Yeah, there's one in between. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. one in between. 
had your strong hand on stage one and your weak hand on stage three. I think. Stage three, yeah. So, yeah, we had one where yeah, was still in the first three stages. We were done with that. Yeah, and then we're on to the yeah. everything else. We got that crap out of the way. Yeah. But it, it actually went well. Um, this the weak hand only. There was a swinger mm -hmm. on a weak hand only, mm -hmm. which was awesome. Yeah, and no. so if you were a lefty, <laughs> that was challenging because you had to get around the wall. Yeah. To get at the swinger with your right hand. Yeah, so that was good. Um, no, some of my other favorite stages, the tank stage, obviously. That I think that was a sort of a consensus as one of the favorites because you got to shoot up close and around some pretty cool props. Um, I also really enjoyed the um, the subway. Oh you yeah. Started off in this in a subway holding a pole, and then the peeper goes, and you had to open a port to shoot out onto the platform, and then you had to. There's a stomp plate, and when you hit the stomp plate, the door slides open but it slid open at like the rate of an actual subway door so it was really slow so a lot of people stomped it and stood there waiting for the targets to appear when really you should have stomped it and kept going open the door and, and shoot the, the targets yeah the door and then had, come back you had two arrays you had yeah. the sliding door with the targets out on the platform and then you had the door to the uh, cockpit sure <laughs> where the driver and co-pilot were or whatever right. so yeah stomp open shoot and then come, come back, back and shoot port. But some of the some of the stages were, were gamed, and it turns out from the first port, you can shoot. Yeah, you, you could shoot. see the targets, and and you could avoid that stomp pad altogether. Yeah, that was one of the way that one of the stages was gamed. The boat was really gamed hard. Yes, as well. Yeah. So um, the boat was fun too, though. I I did enjoy the boat. Uh, my my goal for the match was to not hit any penalty targets, and I didn't. And I got one mic through the whole match. That's better than me. I, I didn't get any any penalties, right? Surprisingly, but I did pick up uh, a couple of three, four mics, maybe. Right. I know I had a mic or two on the weekend stage, right? Because you had a you ran up to a half a wall. You had a, a popper, shoot the popper, and then you had a static target there, and then come around and shoot the swinger. And on that static target, I either had one or two mics. Just going and, too fast, eh? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I did the same thing on the tank stage where. The tank stage started off, you had a table, and you were sitting behind the table. The gun and the mags were on the table. The gun was loaded, I believe, and then you had two. No, the gun wasn't loaded. No? You, you grabbed the gun, you loaded it, then you shot, and then you loaded it again before you went to the gate. You had two parcels on this side, which were hardcover, and two parcels on this side that were hardcover. The round counts were always eight rounds, change a mag, eight rounds, change a mag, eight rounds, you're done. So pick up the gun, shoot this guy, or this target, because they're not guys, they're not people. Whatever. Shoot, shoot this target, shoot this target, <laughs> shoot this target. When I went to shoot this target, I shot it once. And then and when I went to shoot the second time, I was already looking at the door. And so you went right over <laughs> it. Yeah, so I, I missed the target completely. And uh, that was another mic. But that was a fun stage because the round counts were simple. Eight, eight, eight. You could yeah. really you could really burn on it. You drop the mag, put one in the gun, put one in the belt, open the door, pull a rope at the back of the APC, door opens, two more targets, pull another rope, two more targets. And then run up to a vision barrier, and then you had the tank with two, four, six, and then you go to the other side, two more, two more for eight, right? Yeah. So I brought just enough ammo with me. <laughs> yes, this is awesome. In Ipsic, <laughs> normally it's like here's an array of targets. I'm changing locations. I'm reloading while I'm changing. Yeah, you always reload when you're changing locations. That just happens to be something that we end up doing. Mm -hmm. I've learned awesome. from watching some of the better shooters. You don't always like some of the guys were breaking things down a little differently than I would more like advanced shooters. So anyway, but that old habit of moving and changing, right? So when I leave, 
I put in the first mag, I shoot eight rounds, and then I got two on the table. I pick them up, I put one on the gun, put one on my belt. So then I shoot the next two rounds or the next eight rounds, change the mag. Now that's it. There's nothing left on my on my belt, right? So I come up and I've got two rounds, and then I go around the side of the wall, four rounds, six rounds, drop the mag, and then I realize I go to my and I didn't even go to my belt. As soon as I dropped the mag, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna need that. So I was chasing it to the ground. It hit the ground same time I picked it up back in the gun, and so that cost me like a second and a half. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Any stages that uh, that I hated? Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. I can't think of any that I hated. Uh, they were all they were all a lot of fun. They all brought a different challenge to it. Uh, the one where you had to kneel down real low and shoot through that low port. I mean, a lot of the stages we walked up to them and we swore, Trevor because he designed them and then we just got down to it and shot them. But at, at first glance, it was like, this is, you're insane for a lot. Where do you come up with this? You must have nightmares at night and make these into stages. <laughs> we'll talk about the nationals in a little bit, but you know how we had a lot of partials and a lot of penalty targets. Yeah. I don't remember seeing a penalty target at the nationals. Really? Tons of partials though. Not many penalty targets. Uh, eh? I don't you know. You have lots of penalty any. targets. Oh, yeah, always, all over the place. Yeah, I, I like penalty targets. It really hones your ability to shoot straight and to not shoot what you don't want to. Well, and it kind of, you know, the criticism IP, uh, IDPA says that we just spray and pray and we actually don't ever aim our shots. So the IDPA is really aimed, right? Yeah. Penalty target slows you down. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. They were supposed to be on the subway. They never got put on. Well, there was supposed to be some on there. Uh, Which would have stopped those gamers from trying to take those uh, shots, right? Yes. So. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, it was fun though. So how did how did you do overall? Uh, I finished eighth. So last year, uh, uh, thirty six in my wow. division. Maybe nice. it was last year. I finished second, which is the best finish I've ever done in any level three match. Yeah, that big. Um, this year I was just recovering from my back, so I. Oh, you like were going slow. Moving uh, so mean, well, yeah. You you were you were definitely hurting on the range, yeah. and uh, and there were some I slight inclines. There so were some slight. I was inclines. at risk. Yep. yep. But uh, <laughs> yeah, pulled it off okay. Um, from a match director's point of view, next year, more shade tents, more water. Mm. Um, and then we've got some poppers that are, somebody pointed out how I could fix it. Finally, we have some old school rearward fallen poppers and mm -hmm. they're quite heavy, but during pre-match, they never gave us a problem, but they weren't hit over and over and over. And what happens, there's a nut with a bolt. That is the adjustment, right? Usually you double nut them. so And they weren't double nutted. Yeah, so uh, they, they walked. Yeah, they yeah. walked again. and But it was so frustrating because I literally, uh, as match director, I was appointed by the range master to be the calibration officer. Mm -hmm. So I was using my Glock 17. We developed the match ammo on the match chronograph. And, and the rules say the power factor has to be between 120 and 125. But obviously it cannot be over. Okay. So my power factor consistently on Saturday morning when we calibrated the chronograph was 122 and on Sunday morning is 122. We're driving somewhere on the quad to do something and I see a competitor hit a popper three times. Bang, 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 doesn't fall. So as soon as his run is done, he calls for the calibration. I get off the bike, I go over, I load a Mac ready, bing. I drop that sucker every time I got called over there. But these guys are hitting it and it's not falling. And I'm like, mm. but That's then frustrating. I, yeah, so the procedure goes, you have three choices when you are shooting steel in a match. Hit it, and if it doesn't fall, move on and call for calibration. Keep shooting until it falls, and then nothing happens. And what's the third one? Take your miss. Take your miss. Yes, yeah. yeah. Just move on. Yeah, so um, ROs were, were kind of spoiling the competitors 
and like one competitor was shooting and it wasn't following and the and the shooter saying well stop me stop me and 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 call a range equipment malfunction and get it adjusted that's well, that's not that, one of the options that's not one of the options no, no. unfortunately it happened oh yeah so um but then you see them not falling and then you come over and you drop them with sub power factor ammo like you feel bad for the competitor because the competitor doesn't get a reshoot he yeah. gets his mic so all those yeah holes. but at the same time you're dropping them like i know so uh, you know what to do at nationals um some guy called for a calibration the first thing the range master did give me one of your mags popped out eight rounds okay so you chronograph and you make power factor and then all of a sudden you're not dropping the poppers so mm -hmm. you call for a calibration they're testing the ammo on your person because some people will have their crony ammo and their match ammo right mm -hmm. so you called for calibration and they took ammo right off your belt and they would go and chronograph it again mm-hmm Interesting. Yeah, everyone like gets me calibrated. <laughs> yeah. We calibrate the targets. We calibrate your ammo too. That's right. Yeah. Huh. So that's how I'm going to fix those poppers next year. And um, I've gotten lots of praise on the match, but I've gotten two emails with some constructive criticism. Yeah. I also have two different groups that have said um, we'd like to come down a week early and help you build, and then work the match as officials. We need more of that. That is awesome. Cool. Yeah, that's respect. Like, well, Adriel said he'd come, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so, Kelly. Yeah. Of course. Awesome. Um, banquet was awesome. Uh, again, though, more people showed up than what we uh, sold tickets for. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. The, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's an expensive match. Um, the banquet food, just the food, ended up costing us 4200 You know, so um, we What's had... That? How many people? Well, we had 161 people shoot the match, and there was well over 200 who ate. That's less. That's just over 20 bucks a person. 20 bucks a plate. That's a typical banquet cost. Yeah. yeah. So next year we're going to uh, check people in as they come in. Yeah. Either have a ticket or have your name on a list that you paid because I track everything. If I sell you an extra banquet ticket, I, I keep track of it, right? So yeah. um, the banquet was good. We had a good prize table. A couple of funny things happened. There was um, the club put four guns on the table, and CCFR, CCFR was supposed to go out and buy one gun. Well, Tracy, you, was, you sent you sent a girl. I sent a lady to do the shopping, yeah. Yeah. and she came back with fourteen hundred dollars worth of stuff and two guns. Of course, hello. We can get anyways. Never mind. I know, right? It's awesome. Like <laughs> never send a man to do a woman's job, which is shopping. Which is wait, shopping. am I allowed wait. to say that? <laughs> we'll see if we get hate now. If we get hate, we'll watch it in the Senate. So there you go. Matthew McClatchy at slamfireradio.com. That's right. Yeah. You send it to that. They send it to that. Yeah. yeah. And we'll reply right never. There's, there's that the email doesn't exist. So. That's why. So we'll reply right never. Perfect. Gotcha. Yeah. So, right. so anyway, um, there's a pump action Minnelli on the uh, table. Uh, Jamie Knowles comes up, thinks all the guns are gone. He thought there was only, like, I don't know what he was thinking. He thought all the guns were gone. And he walked away with an airsoft gun for his son and left the Benelli pump on the table. But I think before that, um, there was one gentleman who will remain nameless. He approached the prize table, looked at me, says, is that a Benelli? And I said, yes. And he walked away with a SummerSlam 7 backpack. Really? Didn't Seriously? Maybe Benelli. he had too many Benellis. Maybe. <laughs> like, I tell you what, you, you, give me, you grab the gun, give it to me, and I will trade you for all those backpacks. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, whatever. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, Supernova? Nova? Yeah, what I don't it? know what it was. Pump? It was a pump. It was a pump. Yeah. Oh, anyways. It was it was expensive, but um, uh, the Alexander Alexandre Beldet from um, Quebec won 
first place overall production and one of Tan Foglio's stock three. So really, I'm happy that yeah. he did that. Yeah, that's great. Good for him. Yeah, I, I saw. I watched him shoot a couple of stages, and he's, he's a machine. He is good. Yeah, Very we good. had him on. We had him. We had Remy Doucette, who's been on the show. Yeah, it could have been anybody's game. There oh, were some yeah. strong production shooters. Oh, there. even that guy that showed up uh, to shoot the pre-match. Fernando. Says, Fernando, man, dude could rock a gun. Holy yeah. cow! Well, he finished fourth. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah so he did really well. Yeah, and um, so the only the worst part of the whole match for me was the awards. Uh, I was trying to go off of the scoring program we use, WinMSS, will print out a Master of Ceremonies report. So it gives you your top three in every division that had 10 or more competitors. And we had awards for above and beyond that, right? And so the Master of Ceremonies report wasn't cutting it. But not just that. There were many, 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 many errors with registration. People were in the wrong category. People were in the wrong division. Yeah. Um, the forms come in. The physical form comes in either in the mail or by email, and I print it off, and then I take the information off of it, and I input it into the computer system, and then I have our stats lady come audit the book with me. So were people just writing down the wrong division then? I don't know. I don't Otherwise, how would it get in? Because you guys are pretty particular whenever you enter the information. I know. We didn't have these mistakes last year, no. and we went through the same process. Yeah. And then we give you a score sheet that's filled out. So if it says Adriel Micho Classic, and you're, and you're supposed to be production. You would bring that up right away. Well, if you see it. Mm -hmm. So people weren't looking at the score sheets. So we made mistakes. People didn't catch mistakes. I've got a solution for next year. Uh, when people show up Friday night to register, I'll you're say, all right, Adriel Micho, senior standard. And you're like, senior? Ain't a senior? <laughs> you know? I'm a super senior. We'll try and correct those mistakes right mm -hmm. there on the spot. I'll even have the laptop open and fix it right there. So it doesn't have to be something I worry about doing later on when I get home. Yeah. Overall, though, registration went a lot better. Matthew and I were killing ourselves right to the night before the match last year. This year, I shut her down two weeks before, and I well, took no more changes. We were no sitting more. around going, this is weird. Yeah. What, we are we, should what be is working. going on? Something should – we should have to do something right and, now. Yeah. And but we're this. like – we're thinking, what – What we, we can't – there's not, not a thing we can do. Hmm. So, yeah, I, it was better organized in that regard. But in reality, so. it wasn't because there were tons of mistakes. Well, that was something we didn't know there were mistakes on. Yeah. Though. So it's embarrassing because you say, all right, you won first in whatever, whatever. And then somebody goes, wait, I'm in the wrong category. And it changes the results. Yeah. So we, we reprinted results three times. Oh, man. I'm, I, I know how to do it right now. So it won't be wrong next year. Right. Jules saying that you should just hire her for the registration. Just oh. go to logistics. No, there. I'll pay her what I pay Elena. And that's wine and gin. She doesn't drink wine or gin. <laughs> she can give it to mm. Elena. <laughs> so... Um, you got anything else SummerSlam before we move on to Nationals? Um, no, I don't think so. I had a lot of fun. So cool. I'm big shout out to all the guys that helped and uh, participated in the match and helped out. I mean, John Allen was a, a huge help whenever we were there, and then everybody else, of course. And I named one, and I should name everybody, but I can't remember so, them all, so I'm not yeah. going to. So. I actually uh, did keep track of who worked on the range and how many yeah. hours was spent, and you added it up and came up with over 300 man over hours. Over 300 man hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... So, Chris is asking, how did the ultralight make it all the way to Alberta? Fill <laughs> uh, tank at a time. In many steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we took the uh, the Airbus ultralight. Yeah, took the Slamfire jet. I wish. Oh, well, we need to talk about our flight here. <laughs> oh, it was notable. It was notable. Um, so the, the, the flight from Fredericton, Toronto, 
we're looking around, we're seeing lots of children. And not that I'm anti-child, but I don't like kids. So <laughs> we're like, God, there help. were many, many children. Like they were bumping but into not the on the plane. From Fredericton, Toronto, ended up being no kids. They, well, they were on the plane. They were just quiet at the oh, back right? or something okay. because they were. They oh, you're right. I was like, I remember looking around, going, "Okay, there's none near us." Yeah, there's score, and then we fist bumped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, when we get to Toronto and we leave to go to Alberta, um, it, it's three seats and three seats. So I had the aisle, and Matthew had the window. I did not. No, you had the yeah, you had the center seat. I had the center seat. I don't know how that happened. So a nice lady and a baby, like toddler. Oh, not, infant, infant. Yeah. Oh, between infant and toddler. Yeah. Young. Yeah, young. Like definitely, young. like still in under six months. Uh, probably six months. Yet. No, no. But Whatever. Anyway, anyway, anyway yeah. still pooping in his pants. Still, yeah. Okay. Is that going yeah. on? Of course. I mean, yeah. Lux a man, twice a child. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting diapers, ending diapers. Anyway, um, so of course she she's supposed to be sitting at the window seat. at the window seat. Well, that's not going to work because diapers need to be changed and all the movement. So great. So anyway, so. I mean, it's out of her control, but whatever. Matthew's got to share his table space because the baby bottles are all over the place. She falls asleep like 30 seconds after takeoff, and the he kids. becomes he becomes a babysitter. <laughs> the, baby's, the, the kid's kicking me. The I'm baby's. playing with the baby. The baby's reaching for the hot pot of coffee off of the flight attendant tray. Matthew's and I'm like, like oh. no. Well, not trying to wake up mom at the same time. Meanwhile, yeah, mom's I'm sleep. Yeah, I'm Trevor's sleeping. gone. Until the guy in front of me who stunk so bad. It woke me up. <laughs> like this man was coming down off some matted, greasy hair. I'm like, oh, who bought you your plane ticket? Probably me. <laughs> anyway, wasn't cool. Um, and there was a lot of crying. There was uh, some crying. from all directions, all over. Yeah. And I thought you meant Matthew was crying. No, no. And then there was this lady who asked Matthew. She, we're walking. She's in front of us, and she turns when we're getting on the airplane. She says. When we got on the plane, could, could you guys put my bag in the overhead? I said, no. Trevor just goes, no, right no. away. Usually, I'm, he's usually my life coach and tries, tries to remind me that I should be polite to strangers. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's taking on that persona. Nope. He did not it. have many sleeps. And I'm like, look, I don't get to say no to women at home, so I'm just, you know, I'm on the road. I'm showing off. And she's like, oh, that's cute stuff. So anyway, naturally, you know, so he put her bag up. I put two other people's bags up. And uh, when we were leaving, she's like, so what are you guys doing in Edmonton and stuff? I was like, oh, we're here to teach a, teach a handgun class. Oh. Oh? <laughs> really? So you asked. Yeah. She asked, yeah. We're going to go shoot gophers and then teach people how to shoot guns. Yeah. Yes, we did say that. <laughs> yeah. She was uh, like, she asked. So, yeah, it's true. Asked, she did. Yeah. We're not going to lie. Yeah. When we were at the Fredericton Airport, um, we were both wearing our Rescue's Gun Club hats. And the uh, Katza guy goes, what do your hat say? So we're like, Rush Gush Gun Club. Oh, really? I'm a member in such and such a gun club. So we started talking guns like, with the security guy. Like George mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah. There's yeah, a surprising so. number of gun owners out there, right? They just, you don't know them and thus you're wearing the hat. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that's pretty yourself. cool. I got Sorry. a lot of laughs from my uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, license to carry small arms. Yes. Yeah. Perfect shirt to fly with. So, yeah. um, so the uh, Nationals. The Nationals were in Halifax just within days of SummerSlam. So it was really cool, actually. SummerSlam ended on Sunday. And then on Monday and Tuesday, uh, Remy Doucette stayed back, and we did some practice. It was, we knew it would be a 50-meter prone the, uh, stage at the Nationals. They published the stages ahead of time. So we kind of had an idea what to expect. So the 50-meter prone, we went and uh, practiced that to figure out where to hold or where the guns were hitting or whatever. Also, some of the um, boys from Ontario stayed back they asked if they could use our 500 meter range before they went back to Ontario. So I was like, absolutely. 
um, only one condition. There's a stage on the 500 meter range. It needs to come down. So they're like, that's fine. We'll bring tools. So the match is over. Hmm. We're doing stats and they're on the, the guys from Ontario are on the 500 meter range, tearing it down. So shout out to Ian and Craig Chaddock and Dan Hennessy and Jeremy Bram. They did a, a fantastic job tearing that stuff down. And then the next day we shot airs at uh, 500. So it was, he's bragging about how dirty it's slipstream. It's all slipstream. That's brand oh. new clean. I just cleaned it's it before all, we came. It's all ball bearings. It's all ball bearings. It's all What's ball bearings. this here? That's slipstream. Slipstream, slipstream oh, is black. black. You can eat yeah. it. It's you fine. can eat it. You put it on toast. It's yeah. delicious. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Yeah. The, the grease <laughs> goes on the toast and the oil goes on the coffee. Yep. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, yeah. So we left Wednesday for um, the Nationals, myself and Muffin, who apparently is now my alternate life coach. Oh, is he? Yeah, um, Andy Shan and Steven were like, no, he doesn't say much, but when he does, it's important, and you need to listen to him more. <laughs> that does sound like, <laughs> like yeah. Muffin, yeah. So, kind of like Owen. Owen was the same way. He didn't speak a lot, but when he did, it was important. It mattered, yeah. yeah. So we stayed with uh, Andy Shan, and, I mean, I can't thank him and Steven enough. We were treated like royalty. We ate like kings. They put everything on the green egg. Um, we couldn't pick up a check if our life depended on it. Steven on Sunday night at the banquet, he walks up to the bar and he puts down his credit card and says, start a tab under the name Casey and him, 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 and him are on it. That was a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> bad idea. Well, I, it, I mean, I started drinking at 10 that day, but anyway, yeah. So I get up and I'm um, handed a coffee and then Steven says, do you want cream and sugar? I'm like, cream and sugar. I drink my coffee black and he hands me the Baileys. He says, cream and sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and it was on. So, um, but the match itself was awesome. I mean, people complained about some of the same stuff, and I find it's kind of petty because I go through putting on not a match as big as that. That match was big, but the roast beef was overcooked. They gave us water bottles for a welcome gift and didn't tell us we needed them on the range. I'm like, all right. Those are pretty minor complaints for a oh, yeah, yeah. match. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. um, the stages were, were challenging. This was not a, a hoser match. This was an accuracy match. Tons and tons of partials. And um, some long shots, even close shots were kind of hard. There was multiple ways to solve some of the bigger stages. It was a really well thought out match as far as the complexity of the stages went. Um, my only complaint, and I heard this complaint from other people too, some of the dedicated CROs were... Easy, sensor, sensor, sensor. I believe the term is headhunters. Not the traditional business headhunter, mind you. <laughs> the, okay, the rule doesn't say the arrow has to help you, but the arrow creed says that, you know, you're one of you're your... You're there to help. You're there, there to, to help. improve the experience of the shooter. You're yeah. not there to be a detriment to it. And yeah. that's what it ended up being. So there were some decisions made that affected some people that I really disagree with adamantly. And uh, it is what it is. It's for some people it left a stain on the match, even though I was really upset. It didn't leave well, a stain on the match for me. Well, Hepworth still... got bumped open. And then he placed like in the middle of the pack with the production gun. Yeah. So he beat open people at their own game with a production gun. So yeah. that's pretty cool. So I've read that rule many, many times. And if your equipment is not in compliance with the description of your category after the beep and you shoot that way, you go to open. Right. Right. But, but if at the, the same time, RO notices, he has the opportunity to warn you and allow you to adjust your equipment beforehand. This RO is sitting there watching people do it waiting for the timer to go off and then after the run going up and saying you're an open now 
So he was doing it intentionally to bump people to open as opposed to, whoa, 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 you might want to move your mag back if you don't want to go to open. I mean, that's the polite thing to he do. He watched really. Mo do it, right? He watched Mo place an empty mag in his front pocket. What's he going to do with that empty mag? Nothing. Nothing. It, it serves no purpose. Mm-hmm. He watched him do it so and then he bumped did, him he did it on a technicality just to, <laughs> just, I don't know, it was... I mean, you don't, mean, you know, you don't turn around and look the other way on on some things, right? No, like, of course not. But at the same time, you don't have to be a jerk about it. Anyway, so, but it's still even even with that, you know, unfortunate incident, it was still an awesome match. The prize table, Craig Farron raised forty five thousand dollars. Serious? Yeah, wow. there, was, there was a ton of guns. I don't even know how many guns that they gave away. CZ was one of the sponsors. They had Shadow. Like, every time you turned around, you bumped into a Shadow 2 sign. It was awesome. They had Shadow 2 on hand. They had the new um, tactical sport, something called Orange now. Better ergonomics than the Tanfoglio. Better trigger than the Tanfoglio. But I can't reach the controls. So, it is what it is. Because I have little, little wee hobbit tums. <laughs> little short tums. What? I got a little wee, little wee short hobbit, hobbit tums. <laughs> so, um what else oh oh the banquet the banquet was very long because there was a lot of awards to give out, a lot of people to thank that's the one thing i want to say about the SummerSlam banquet it was awesome because you started it off with a joke and then you kept it light the whole way through there was no long speeches i mean there were a, there were a couple of speeches that were longer than a couple minutes but they were all informative and interesting they yeah. weren't just blah 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 i'm just up there to hear myself speak kind of thing the um CCSA speech at the Nationals wasn't uh, well-received. A lot of people were talking and got up and left. Um, I, I mean, it, it is what it is. He did okay. Uh, Tracy's speech at SummerSlam was awesome. And yeah. the way she tied it into Ipsa Oh, yeah, at she, the did end, well. yeah. she did very well. She did very well. It was, well, yeah. was a joy to listen to that. Yeah, so. But um, well, the, the, the way the schedule worked was pretty neat. You worked one whole day. And then you shot two half days. So we arrived Wednesday. We went to the range to check it out, walk around, say hi to some people. We went to the match hotel for registration and then the Ipsic AGM. Um, not a whole lot of people stayed for the AGM, which is a little, uh, a little unfortunate. A little unfortunate, yeah. I think we had more New Brunswickers in the crowd than, than anywhere else. Well, we could have changed some things then if we'd known that. There was nothing to vote on. Yeah. That's the um, National Executive Committee meeting, the yeah, NEC or whatever. That's the one where I'm hoping that the uh, the new range master certification program gets shot down because it's too difficult to meet. So, um, yeah. So then Jason and I worked on two different stages all day Thursday. So we got on the range for like seven thirty in the morning, and we worked. Well, we left the range. It was twenty to seven. So it's a long day, um, but it is what it is. And then the next day we shot half the stages Friday morning and normally nine stages in one day would take a long time, but you're just shooting. Yeah. Right. You've got people patching for you. You've got people arrowing for you. You've got people resetting for you. It doesn't take longer. No, no. They did such a good job with, with um, scheduling the working and the shooting. And then we shot Saturday afternoon, Saturday afternoon. We're almost done shooting. And some guy comes to the stage. He's like, did you guys hear there's a roadblock roadblock? What are you talking about? Yeah, the RCMP have a roadblock set up at the end of the road, and they're checking paperwork and guns. So then everybody's like, uh, do I have my stuff in order? And I'm looking through my phone for my ATT, and, okay, I got that, and I got everything. I know I got everything. So I'm fine. So-and-so forgot his wallet at the hotel, so now he can't drive, and he can't leave. And Anyway, it was not true. 
the whole range was going mental for nothing. There was a golf tournament going on. It was a long weekend. So they were checking for motor vehicle insurance and drunk driving. Yeah. Yeah. So freaked all this up for nothing. We got incredible media coverage. They were there. Atlantic CTV was there. That's ATV. ATV. Yeah. Okay. And the newspaper was there. So we got all this amazing press coverage the day before. So some of us were speculating, well, because we got TV time yesterday, some auntie saw this and called it in, called it in to have us checked out, make sure we are in fact law abiding. So that was kind of interesting, but it was a big waste of time. Um, they had amazing match shirts for only 75 bucks, like the same kind of tech wear t-shirt that you would normally pay or shooting shirt that you would normally play like 120 or $130 for. We got them for 75 bucks a piece. Which reminds me, I got to send EMT to pay for mine. And, um, Sponsors, they had a big sponsor tent set up with uh, some of the biggest names. Oh, sponsors. Sponsors. Sponsor. I got a sponsor. Yeah, yeah Trevor got yeah. a sponsorship. So so X-Metal Targets is sponsoring Trevor to shoot matches. Um, and doesn't even have to be Ipsic matches, any sort of organized <laughs> match. Yeah. He wears his shirt and he gets to shoot their ammo. And it's, what is it, 6,000 rounds a year? Uh, Something like that? Uh, I, I guess I don't want to go into detail. Yeah, I don't know if I go into Yeah, so I do have to sign a contract and there are conditions. I have yeah. to... I have to shoot X number of matches a year. That's funny because X metal targets. So exactly. X number. I get X number of yeah. projectiles X number, a year. Yeah. And then when I go through that, I get to buy so much more. An, X, an X number of, uh, yeah. of, of other projectiles. Yeah, at dealer costs. Right. So um, they, they're they polymer coating their bullets. Yes. So they're... they're yeah. Well, it's not really... Who? Is it a polymer? X metal. Yeah, it's not a powder coat. It's kind of no, a it's polymer. No, it's not. I know it's not a powder yeah. coat. It seemed more like, a, like yeah. an epoxy. Well, no of. question. I certainly have to get up to speed on you their products. Do. You, you certainly know, do. What they offer and stuff because I'm going to be promoting the heck out of them now. So they were a major match sponsor at SummerSlam and will be until SummerSlam is, is gone. Yeah. Um, so we were shooting their ammunition. They also sent some for us to evaluate. I flipped some over yeah, to you so you some, can do so a I'll review do a, for your I'll channel. Review on them for sure. They are selling remanufactured ammunition in pistol calibers as well as 223. Yep. The 223 looks really nice. So I can't wait to see what that does. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it's 55 grain. I don't know what powder or what charge or whatever. They're probably keeping that themselves. Yeah, yeah, but so so yeah, there's that's a little side note. And, yeah. Um, and of course, they make probably the best. AR-500 steel targets really right now, yeah. and you'd, we used to have to get some of the stuff brought up from the states, but now we have a Canadian uh, supplier for AR-500 quality targets. We've got a dueling tree, we've got their amazing plate rack, which of course you can you can take it apart and move it around very easily with two guys in the range. Um, the plates are on top and they're cam, so if you knock one down, the other one doesn't fall with it. Take the module off, put it on the bottom, and so on. So, so now that you're sponsored, you're the Ricky Bobby of Ipsic. That's what Chris is saying. <laughs> I like it. They're Ricky Bobby. If I want to pray to the baby Jesus, I will pray to the baby Jesus. I want to go fast. <laughs> the man had a beard. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. That's that's enough about those two things. You want to talk about our class? You guys want to talk about our class while we're here? Kelly, you got something before we talk about the class? Well, what did you mm-hmm. do with guns, Kelly? Yeah. What, what did, did I do with guns? Yeah. So we finalized the charity shoot stuff. Uh, we got our final. Big um, number. Yeah, it was a little bit more than we thought it was going to be. So it was 5,700. Uh, no, yeah, 5,734. No, no, no. 5,700. No. <laughs> Sorry, and Kelly. 5,734. 5,734. And 50 cents. 0.754. That's, that's the correct way, Trevor. Uh, okay, so 5,734. <laughs> so that's almost an extra $1,000, Kelly. That's almost 6,000. Right, an that's extra 1,000. 5 plus 6 or 5
Let me know when you're done. I hurt myself. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on, Kelly. Save us from ourselves. <laughs> this is water, by the way. <laughs> so, yes. I uh, sent the check out to uh, Soldier On. So, yep, they're going to be receiving it this week. They should have actually already received it. So. And 6000 bucks. That's pretty good. I don't want Trevor's hat. No, you don't want Trevor's hat. <laughs> <sighs> oh, we're just reading Looks the comments. too small. So... Jessica, Jewel, and Stacy. Is Jessica actually Chris? Yes, Redfield. I believe it is. That's Chris. That's actually that's yeah. his, that's his wife. That's Chris. Oh, yeah. I was gonna say, he's on his wife's account. How many alternate? <laughs> no, it's his wife's account. Okay. Yeah, he just logged. Yeah. yeah. See. Yes. 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 Very good. Awesome. So, right. what Carry else did you do, Kelly? Kelly? Carry on. Yeah. I went to the range on Tuesday and zeroed in my ten twenty two again, and yeah. First time I went to the range since before uh, the Jared shoot, so it's been a while. Ten twenty two story. We were in two different stores today. One store had a blank slot where the twenty five round mags were, and they mm -hmm. told us that the RCMP. Well, they didn't say the RCMP. It said the cops came in and forced us to take them off the shelves. Mm -hmm. We went to another store, and they had all kinds of them for sale. Twenty seven dollars. In fact, I saw one person buy one and walk out with it yep. while nice. we were there. Yep. And to the douche bag in New Brunswick who posted on the Bathers hunting and fishing and guns thing saying, hey, did you hear they're prohibited? I'm buying them for five bucks a piece. You're a douche bag. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree. He's going to go pin them. Have a bunch of like pinned 25. Uh, I, I think likes. he just wants them. And then, yeah. And then, and then, then just... he'll resell them when we win this fight or something. I don't maybe. know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, he's just trying to take advantage of the situation and get a bunch of mags cheap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Any updates on that? No updates yet that I know of. I haven't heard any since, from, yeah, when Tracy yeah. was on. Yeah. Yeah. I just, on that, I really hope that the pro-gun orgs in Canada finally use this as an opportunity to work together on something because we've never been united ever over anything. Yep. And if this is the issue that unites us, this power. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Is that right? All right, what else, Kelly? Uh, no, that's just, that's it. So how did my dogs how did your, how did your 1022 shooting go? Oh, pretty good. Yeah. Well, so you say, see, here's where you got to, I mean, if you say you went to the range of your 1022 and shot it, you got to tell us a little story about that. Well, I zeroed it in and I shot it and yeah, yeah back to telling stories. Ass. Tell stories. There's no detail. <laughs> you, need, you need to flesh this out a little bit. So I got to the range and uh, I was shooting a 1022 and yeah. It's awesome. And my, my target group started out like this. My target group started out like this. Right. Got like this. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I need to work on my standing again. But other than that, you know, my seated is awesome. Everything is um, pretty much, you know, seated and prone. I pretty much sample. So back to, yeah, it's pretty good. And we had this, uh, I kept calling squirrel when uh, Kevin was shooting because this stupid chipmunk kept running across the, running across the bay, and he's going ceasefire, ceasefire. No, I'm gone. It's just a squirrel. It's just... <laughs> Anyways, I think he had a death wish. Maybe. Other than that, nothing. All right. Well, Ajo, what about you? What do you do with guns? Uh, well, I got a 3D printer and I started printing a bunch of ridiculous stuff. Some of it less ridiculous than others. Like some dummy rounds and uh, what is this two to three? Yeah, two that's to five three. five six. I think five five six. Yeah, Sorry, it's five five six. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I was wrong. Um, and this is this is a little bit cooler. This is one of those uh, 
uh, knobs that you put on a, a Dillon right, right where the powder uh, adjuster is. So I've got a square deal and to adjust it, well, I mean, you got to remember which way is less and which way is more. It's, yeah. it's kind of backwards because you turn it. And it's really just the head of a bolt, right? So yeah. it's like you're grabbing a bolt. Yeah. I've seen some people put a wrench on them, but that's so much yeah. better. Pop it on and yeah, so plus this, minus. This guy's got like a little hex nut kind of a thing there that'll fit onto uh, onto one of those powder measures and make it a little bit easier to use. And I've been trying but failing to print, and this is just another failed print, a double shotgun uh, match saver kind of a thing. So that goes on the side of your shotgun, and then you can kind of have a couple of shot shells on there. I'll get one eventually, but I need to I need to do some things to up the reliability of this thing. That's been cool. I'm looking forward to printing lots more completely stupid stuff uh, in that 3D printer, and that's pretty much all I'm going to do. So, I, uh, Yeah, we've been sitting here racking your brain trying to think of cool stuff he could uh, print for us. And oh, I didn't show you guys my, my one design that I've got on here. I'll show you afterwards. I've got a, a unique design for, for an AFG that uses a, a body part. Oh, oh yeah. Breast FG. The breast FG, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so hi to Jessica, because actually Chris's actual wife says hi, according to this, and he's wondering where the home gym is, and Trevor said you spelt bar wrong. <laughs> so, Yes, the home bar is downstairs. There you go. It's in the cupboard. <laughs> awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, um, I've got some mag pouches on order and a holster on order, maybe. Uh, well, yeah. Wild yeah. West was supposed to call me back today. They didn't, and say if they found my we order even or not. There. Did, they, did you not ask them while you were there? I should have, right? You probably should have. We were yeah. actually there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. So, yeah. So I'd like to get, uh, I'd like to get, yeah, a mag pouch and a holster for my FN. That'd be super cool. Yeah. That would make it easier to use. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's easier to use than just putting my pants and yeah. having well, like you can mags in my Mexican pockets. Carrier, right? But uh, it's, it's, it's not good for ripsick now. You you know, if you get tired of waiting on them, you can check out um, Ryan McLeod at yeah, uh, yeah. what's Ryan's business name, Kelly? Uh, Highlander Tactical. Highlander Tactical, yeah. I'm sure he's making them for the FM by now. Hmm. Yeah. Mine came out of the States, but I mean, from now on, I'm on a Kydex, I'm just going to go with Ryan. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, we thought that the M&P Pro would fit, but uh, Matthew, it's just right on that third shelf there. Well, some do, some don't. Here. My, my LHS M&P Pro holster fits. Does it fit your Glock? No, it does not. No, it doesn't fit the Glock. Well, this is the, this is the Pro, so it's a little bit longer because uh, the M&P regular fits the regular length FN really well, but this Pro doesn't doesn't really fit this yeah, guy the, here. The Blade Tech M&P will fit the 4-inch FN, and the LHS... MMP will fit the four inch FN and the MMP Pro LHS fits the five inch FN. So that one just hates you. Yeah, I'm use it. Kind of. Yeah, I use mine. Fit. Yeah, I'm going to. I will make it. Yeah, yeah, I brought one that'll fit. I brought one for you and I bought one for uh, Jason Filt. And I've got another one actually for an MMP or. Uh... Oh, I've got my MMP as well, too. Yeah. Well, I can, I'm I can using just your... pull that out. But... Yeah. No, you gotta shoot that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been. Oh yeah, I, I guess I did get out to uh, yeah, so the range with this thing and uh, burnt my finger. It's looking pretty good right now. Burnt my thumb from the uh, uh, takedown lever. Take lever on the side there. It gets really hot. It's like it's really embedded in this block of steel here. I found the exact same thing with my SR9. Yeah, the takedown lever was sort of the same idea where it gets was hot. A, a big chunk of steel on the side yeah. of the gun, and that's where my thumb ended up. And when you shot a lot, it got hot. I think yeah. you guys just have delicate skin. Is I ain't never burned my thumb on 
the side of a gun. Well, then maybe well, you have to shoot. fired a gun many times in a row. Yeah, no, they have Brian right. Bull over hands, don't they? Yep. <laughs> and Tom. No, I like the grip on it. I really like the grip, but uh, I mean, look, that's that's the steel on it. That's your contact with the barrel, and here this thing's like in it's there solid. Right in. Yeah. It's only really an issue if you wail away like yeah. 70 rounds Ooh. quick. Well, he had a heat blister on the side of his thumb. It was hot. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a contest like competition. It does. And so you're going to have to win it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to load up enough rounds, me. 70 rounds yeah. at, uh, at the course. Yeah. And you're going to blaze Let's them see. away and yeah. you're not going to burn your hand. No, no. Well, I won't tell you. I mean, I'd I literally be on fire, and I'd be like, "Didn't like, it. Not bad. It's all right. <laughs> oh, somebody thinks we need manicures. <laughs> that was Kelly, by the way. Yeah, that wasn't Kelly's dog. That was Kelly. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. What's uh? uh what, else? That's it for me. What, yeah. did, what did we do with guns then? What, what did, did you we do? do? What did I do? Well, you shot the matches, I guess. Have you done any other gun-related things since nationals? Uh, na no, like nationals. I left nationals on Monday morning. Um, I did some laundry, and then Tuesday left for Fredericton, and we flew here on Wednesday. So we hung out with Phil. We played with some cool air, so our Nerf guns. Yes, we did. We played some really cool Nerf guns. Yeah, there was a, he had like a 50 Yep, yeah, and a full auto. And a full auto. That was great. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, I see I require some sort of swag coming home with a jerk face. Apparently diamonds. Uh, swag is on its way. It's not diamonds. That, that yeah. was cool. So I'm not telling her about what that is yet, but she'll find out when I get home. I will probably find Hello Kitty at the airport right before I get picked For up. For your wife, yeah. yeah. Before you, you'll be there. Yeah, and cool. you picked yeah. up, and you'll just kind of pop into a gift yeah. shop and find something yeah. pink with a cat on it. Yeah, before I get my bag. Yeah. Have you done your push-ups yet, Trevor? Nope. He has not. He, I did find him laying on the floor. Yes, I did one. You did one. <laughs> I did a push-up. Because he was laying down, and then he got up. Yeah. My, Jewel, my progression will be much like yours. It will take me a while to get to the 20. Oh, I could probably rip off 15, and then the well, next. This sounds like a competition. No, that's not what I want to play. Yeah. <laughs> All three of you have been nominated, right? <laughs> What's that, Kelly? All three of you have been nominated? Yeah, I was nominated. Yeah. Did you do them? Of course. I see. All right. I was nominated. Picture didn't do them yet. Picture didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I just didn't tell anyone. I just don't like to brag. Not a bragger. <laughs> three. If you think Trevor should do his push-ups right now, press three. Everybody's typing three. That would make the show worse. Trevor died. Trevor died. Oh, guys, we have an opening. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, so uh, that's it. That takes me to uh, what I did in guns. Yeah, what did I do with it guns? Since SummerSlam. Since SummerSlam, nothing. Cleaned my Glock, so I knew it was coming here, and then I shipped it here. So that was fun, mm -hmm. I guess. Uh, other than that, um, oh, I uh, played with uh, Thomas Bryant's Swiss Arms. Oh yes, That's so that right. was fun. So uh, shot some Tannerite with it, which was cool. It really likes the. Uh, heavier grained projectiles. I shot some 55 through it, 55 grain, that cheap Chinese stuff, prints, kind of like my PIR did, you know, fairly big at 100 yards, maybe three, four inches, but bring it, you know, 62, 70, 75, 77 type heavy stuff in it, shrunk it right down to um, MOA, if not maybe a little bit smaller in some of them. So very accurate. 
my impression of that Swiss Arms is um, it's almost like the modern varmint gun that uh, uh, Alberta Tactical is making. Like it's a yeah, it's a precision semi-auto battle rifle. Yeah, it is. It's not a Nork. It's no, CQA. It's, no, it's not. No. no. So if you feed it good ammo, you'll get good performance. You'll get good ammo. Yeah. 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 And uh, the only, my only complaint with it is that it's a varmint round in a battle rifle weight gun. Yeah. It, yeah. It's a heavy gun. Yeah. It weighs almost as much as my M14. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's, They're a full size rifle. Yeah. So yeah, I've shot them before. Yeah. It's just yeah. So um, it was actually shipped to uh, Ontario, and I was supposed to bring it home from the charity shoot, and I forgot that it was even there. And so Kelly actually got it to Filthy, and Filthy, the clone trooper, drove it to New yeah. Brunswick. And Who was dropped, dead to me, by the way. Who's dead to you, by the way, for other reasons. Yeah. And so he dropped it off to me at my place, and, you know, I've been shooting it. But then Filthy was the one driving us to the airport from uh, his place. We stayed at his place the night before. And so <laughs> <laughs> what does that say? Say, say some of the stuff, Kelly. I'm smart my troops. I support my troops. Nice. <laughs> so awesome. Hey, you got to put it there and then say something. Otherwise, it doesn't stay there. Oh, let's see. I'm new at this. Support my go. troops. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm new at this. She's live <laughs> passing from her bed. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, I brought this. So, I, I, I emailed Filthy to get, you know, get his address and stuff and the, 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 uh, uh, authorization code so we can get off the planet without that big ball with the laser on it shooting us down. We didn't want that. He's like, well, I'll give you the authorization codes for travel if you bring that Swiss Arms with you and drop it off. Oh, no office. way. So I brought the uh, the Swiss Arms with me. So Filthy actually has a Swiss Arms now. So he'll get to play with that while I'm here, and I'll just pick it up again on my way back home. So I wasn't lying when I said I'm keeping it until I get my PIR back. And Thomas actually sent me a message and said, that's cool, bro. You keep that till you get your PAR. All here. right. They want to know why Filthy is dead to me. Right. Yep. He nailed us both, actually. He did. Yeah. Is so, that is that Filthy there? Yeah. Filthy Mo. Yeah. I wonder if I should. Filthy says, I wonder <laughs> if I should make a, a I love uh, SKS decal. Decals. Decal. Decals. Decals. Stickers. You're right, it is decal. Sticker. Stickers. Decals. Yeah, stickers. stickers, yeah. So mm -hmm. um, both our vehicles are parked in Filthy's driveway. And I have a Glock sticker on the back of the back window of my car. I have a Browning sticker in the back of mine. Mine's but... pretty beat up. So Filthy thought it would be a great idea to replace the sticker. He works in a print shop. So he comes home with a, a heart-shaped I Love 1911 sticker and <laughs> stuck it over, <laughs> the over the Glock and then puts one on the back of, of his. Truck, he seems awesome. a little less upset than I am. Eh, I don't hate 1911s at the same rate that you do. Oh, if he puts an SKS sticker on my car, I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. Big one. Right across the back. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of those truck ones that's like yep. picked up the whole back window. Mm. Yeah. Can't yeah. even use your rear view Oh, no, it's transparent one, so I can still see out, but everybody knows my my affinity for the SKS yeah. platform. In a Tapco stock, too. No. Yes. No. <laughs> no. With a receiver, a dust cover mounted scope, and... Now, if it was matted or arms, different story. Right. It was in a matted or arms chassis. Like the one we're trying to give away to... Wes? James. James, James Kelly? James. James W. James W. James W. Yeah. I, I think that this is week five. Yeah, we, we thought about it. We talked about it at lunch, and we kind of want to push it a little longer. Just a little bit. 
Just so that we, yeah, we want to give him every opportunity. I mean, he may be on vacation. He may work five on three off or, you know, whatever. So, or at the thought of winning an SKS product, he may have offed himself. He may have. <laughs> and that's why we haven't heard from him. Dang it. I won. I'm oh, out. Now I need an SKS. Nope. I'm out. Long yeah. walk, short beer. So. Uh, okay. I sent many. I sent him a message. Never heard back from him. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll give him maybe another week or two. And then if not, we'll just draw again. And Yeah. To get it to somebody who will appreciate it, like Trevor. Trevor. Yeah, Trevor would love to win that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Something else that's cool. In a couple of days when I get out of here, I'll be in Vancouver and I'll be hooking up with listener Jordan, who took me out to all the gun shops last time I was in Vancouver and, right. and shooting. And also, I've uh, contacted Rod, and Rod will be out of town when I first get there. So I'm there for like, yeah, yeah, I'm there for like 10 days or whatever. So hopefully, yeah, so I'll Rod. Rod. And a uh, listener by the name of Charlie who um, was a listener before he appeared on our range in Restigush, who's from Vancouver and has family in New Brunswick or whatever. So he knows I'm coming to town. So it's like three opportunities <laughs> to, yeah. I haven't seen my wife since the 6th of July and I'm making play dates with gunnies. Right. Well, we're going to meet up with uh, a guy later this right, evening. Tonight, yeah. What was his name again? Uh, Matt. No. Was it Matt? Yeah. That's another Matt. Well, Besides conversation. I can't remember. Yes. As soon as the show is done, we're all packed up. Matt Murphy. Matt. Hey, Matt. Matt Murphy invited us over for uh, Wobbly Pops on his new uh, patio. And I got to give a shout out to Matt Doucette in Edmonston, who's a listener and uh, bought some Tannerite from Presscheck right before I left. So cool. It was kind of funny because it was one of those, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm Matthew. He goes, oh, yeah, I know you more than you know me. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I follow you on YouTube and on uh, Slam Fire. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll have to get to the range with him too and uh, do some shooting yeah. and stuff. You had your Slamfire shirt on today, and we went to a couple of gun shops, but nobody said nobody nothing. Nobody said nothing. Mm. Now, what are you going to do? That's because he's not going around town putting our business cards. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to mm. print them up. Business cards are a great idea, right, Kelly? Thank you for that, Kelly. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah. Actually, you should be thanking me. <laughs> I'm the one that got that done. That's true. Not it. Not it. Yeah. You're it. You, yeah. yeah and I yeah, delegated, delegated, right? Yeah. So yeah. Effectively. You want a job done right, give it to Kelly. That's what I always say. <laughs> Case in point, charity shoot. Yep. Well yep. done. Yep, well done. So organizational. Right. So Jewel and I will both be paid nothing next year for SummerSlam, right? Right. Absolutely. Okay. But it, you know, well, if you're there, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take care of you. I'll make sure that something happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> we almost bought you a, a, a gift today. We almost did, yeah. But they were too cheap to go in on it with me. That's not how I remember this. <laughs> in my mind, that's how it happened. <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, the course? I, yeah, we can talk about the course is going on tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. Tomorrow. Oh, let's talk we're about We're going to shoot some gophers tomorrow. Yeah. Gopher hunting. Yeah. Tomorrow we're going on the gopher apocalypse. So my buddy just texted over. He just bought a new 17, and he's going to be going out with us. Oh, nice. Right. Two 17s, a 22 wind mag, and one 22. Nice. Holy smokes. There's going to be some dead gophers tomorrow. 36 is my record. You think I can beat that tomorrow? 36 gophers? Yeah. We'll beat that in an hour. Are you kidding? No. That was like a half a day. <laughs> oh, like you, 36, no problem. Wow. All right. we're, last time we were out there, okay, we're, it was, it was good, good timing because it was in June, and uh, all the little baby gophers were out. But, the best uh, kind with the shotgun to the face. <laughs> shotgun or 17 HMR to the face. Yeah. And 
yeah, we were there was shots going off every 15 seconds. Boom. Boom. Just wow. gophers dying all over the place. Just so <laughs> that's a true apocalypse. Yeah. So with four of us out there, I'm sure we'll uh, I'm sure we'll make a dent in the population. I can't wait. landowner. Awesome. Are we gonna do like the back of a pickup truck with a picnic table and just shoot off the truck? Or are we gonna lay down walk in the grass? And we're gonna walk and we're stalk. gonna what? Walk and stalk. Yeah. Trevor, you may be out early. Uh, can I get some wraps? You can lay down on your on your stomach and just go prone and uh, uh, we'll drag you around on the shooting mat. Yeah, every for every gopher I shoot, I'll do a push up. <laughs> Whoa. Oh my god. I'm stopping at five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want video. Slam fire wheelchair. I need it. Yeah, that'll work. Tactical wheelchair with one of those like fold out college uh, tables kind of thing. So you got something to shoot off of. Yeah. It's a great idea. A tactical wheelchair. <laughs> cool. That would be neat. Yeah, so that that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. And then uh, we'll, we'll be going to the range. Uh, well, we're going to go do a little personal one-on-one training with him. Yeah, because we recruited a range officer. Yeah. A line officer because it turns out. Much we, bigger class than we thought. We, re we remembered it to be smaller. Yeah. People <laughs> in classes like to get instruction time. Yep. And then not a whole lot of downtime when clearing the line and whatnot. Yeah. So, so we're going to efficiencyize. Efficiency yeah. eyes that? Yeah. Efficiency eyes. Efficiency size. Put, put me to work. That's, yeah, that's we'll what we're going to work. So yeah. we're going to give yeah. him some lessons tomorrow. To no frozu. <laughs> no frozu. Jewel is asking for some frozu. No frozu. She loves frozu. Yeah. That's for payment. What? Oh, oh. It's for payment. Oh, all right. So next for work, so yeah, for working Slimmer Slam, she's going to work for frozu. Donairs and frozu. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I can go for Donair. I like Donair. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. But the good news is, after working with Adriel a little bit already, I don't think we got a lot to do. He's showing promise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He has potential. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're not going to assume that we're better than anybody. There might be people in the class that are actually better than us. It's true. And are just coming out to hang out and like like you at the archery place last night. Oh, should we tell that story? <laughs> if you like. <laughs> so we go to Cabela's, and I said, "Boys, I'm going to go. I'm going to go play this game called." I pretend I know nothing about archery and ask for help. And uh, I have to tell you, I'm very impressed with the knowledge and service of the young lady at the archery counter at the Cabela's here in Edmonton. She knew what she was doing. She asked me what I felt was all the right questions, measured my draw length, not the way I do it, but it's certainly an acceptable way and came up with the right number. So that's mm -hmm. what matters. So, so box me to shame it. Is it a big deal for me to try a bow? No. What do you want to try? Do you want a solo cam? you want a dual cam? I don't know what that means. So she kind of, in layman's terms, explains the difference and stuff. And I tell her I just want to get into hunting. Anyway, she brings me to the range. And um, I, like, I'm basically looking at her like, I think the arrow goes on like this. And how does this thing work? And then, anyway, then I start shooting like groups like this. I, I can't... I, I don't know. I think she might have been on to me at the end. I'm not sure. but <laughs> Yeah, they... they well, when it, maybe when I shot the first arrow and like didn't smack my arm, and I took too much time to put my hand in the bow to make sure that my hand was placed correctly in the bow, and I brought everything up right. And Adriel's in the back telling me how to hold my arm and stuff. <laughs> yeah, lock your arm, would you? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, when we left, I had a three-shot group. We you know, I almost broke something. It was yeah, they were touching. Yeah, yeah. When the, yeah, when the last arrow went in and it hit the other one, I like, I guess I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to that young lady. Sorry, I. Uh, Tried to pull a fast one on on you, but uh, she knew what she was doing, and that's that's important. Yeah. So, yep. Weird. 
yeah. knowledgeable people at a big box store. Yeah, Weird. right. No, exactly. <laughs> you don't get that all the no, time. No, you don't. No. no. So, and I had shot in that actual Cabela's before, and the guy knew who I was because his son had shot competitive archery within Canada. <laughs> so I didn't get to pull any, any, uh, any shenanigans. No shenanigans were pulled on him. No. No. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, so tomorrow, yes, we uh, shoot some gophers. Shoot some gophers. Do some push-ups. Do some push-ups. No push-ups tomorrow. It's confirmed. No. One gopher, one push-up. Says it's over right there. Uh, it's on the internet, so it's true. Uh, that's your rule. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, the class itself, that's going to be fun. Saturday morning, we'll kick that off. and uh, It's going to be cool. Looking forward to meeting some new people. There's going to be... A fair amount of people in the class that have been well, there's three or four guys in the class that have been communicating with us yep, yeah, we know over the years. Them. In some cases, yep. you know, Thomas Bryant's going to be there, which is awesome. It's be great. I can't wait to shake his hand for sending me all those awesome guns. Yep. Jason Phil. Yep. Uh, met him in person back in Nam. No. Back in 20, Nam. 2012, 2013, whenever the 51st Calgary uh, gun show was. And uh, who else is in there that we know? Oh, I don't know. We read them a while ago. We read them a while ago. I'm not good with names. No. Or faces. No. Or, or numbers. Or numbers. Math. Or letters. No. Or social skills. Or social skills. How many are in the course? Yeah, uh, uh, 16. 16? 16. Yeah. Or 15. Or 15. It could be 15. 15 16. Which, which 16. number would give you a stroke? 17. It's 18. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's going to be a full class, but uh, I think they're going to get what they need out of it, and we're going to obviously do our best to make sure that they get the skills and the, yeah. the instruction that they want. We have a list of drills that we want to go through, and um, depending on the level of the class and the amount of time, as good teachers, we have backup plans. Yep. So that we can, uh, we won't be standing around going, "Well, it's one o'clock and you're done." So, you guys want to stop doing that? <laughs> no, no, we're good. <laughs> Thanks, man. No way. Uh, why don't you tell uh, the listeners or viewers some of the things that we're going to cover in our curriculum? Um, starting at the beginning. Starting at the where we're going to teach them how to load and unload their guns. Fundamental. Fundamental. We put the mental back in fundamental. fundamental. That's our tagline. The course. The course. The course. Like, we're starting this off well. Yeah, we are. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, we're gonna start right from the basics. We're gonna. It doesn't matter if you've ever held a gun before. We're gonna make sure that everybody ends up on the same page. Um, by the end of the day, we're gonna you know start from the ground up, really, and give you all of the the basics that you need to shoot a pistol safely, accurately, and eventually quickly. quickly. Yeah, yeah. Safety, of course, being the primary. Accurately, secondary, and then quickness comes as you uh, as you develop those skills. Why accuracy before speed? Because you can't miss fast enough to win. Exactly. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's a gunfight or a, a, sh a shooting course or a competition. You, yeah. you can't miss fast enough. Yeah. You, you have to be able to hit. If you're shooting fast and not hitting anything, and I'm shooting slowly but I'm getting good hits, you're going to win. I win, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we're doing that. And then, uh, I mean, I don't want to give away the whole the whole first no, one because that would be boring. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the, so, yeah, loading and unloading, how to use yep. your sights. Yep. How to press your trigger. Yep. Grip. Drip, stance, stance. you know, all that stuff. And then uh, reloading. Yeah, reloading. Uh, Playing jams. Yeah, because that's, you know. That's, so when you have a jam like this. You're shooting the wrong ammo. Yeah. It's, For those it's, of you who aren't watching, there's a dummy yeah. 2 do 3 sitting out of the top of it. And, and, you know, you just gun. sweep it. Yeah, nope. Uh, nope. No, you're bending the round, actually. <laughs> <laughs>
Yep. I like did another that. one. Yeah. That's all right. It's fine. So it didn't wreck it. That's, that's tough stuff. Yeah. And then some um, strong hand support hand. Yep. Shooting. Shooting with one hand. Yeah. Some one handed shooting. Yep. And in time, then, and then uh, some two handed shooting. And some two handed shooting. That's, well, that's one pistol in each hand for those <laughs> yeah. of you who. That's, uh, that's course number three. That's course, yeah. yeah. Dual wielding. Dual wielding. I get yeah. the temple index and the dual temple index. Yeah. They look like a unicorn. <laughs> Wait, they have one horn. Yeah. It's like so. a cow. A steer. We are in Alberta. <laughs> The steer this shooting. Is, this is the steer <laughs> hold. <laughs> they shoot guys like you and barbecue them here. Yeah. yeah. So, so don't go around like this then, is what you're saying. <laughs> don't Random. walk to the ranch. Push-up drills are the best. Oh, you know what? Every time you miss your target, we make you do push-ups. We make you do push-ups. Every time anybody misses, <laughs> I do push-ups. Eh, what are you do? Push-ups. I'm good at push-ups. Yeah, because you don't weigh anything. <laughs> well, it's not my fault. You, well, I, never mind. Yeah. I'm going to just be nice. <laughs> <laughs> on the air. You've been calling me fat, old, and broken for two days now. I'm you not going to say it publicly on the air. Because then people will really know. That would be mean. Yeah. yeah. I'm not cruel. I'm just mean. <laughs> so uh, let's switch it over to Adriel. As a student in this class, potentially. And worker. And no, employee. Worker, no. As oh, a student in this just, class, yeah. yeah. What kind of expectations would you have going in for mm -hmm. what you want from your instructor and what you expect to learn? Uh, for me, what I'm looking for is consistent grip angle and better accuracy. That's what you want to learn. I want to work on my accuracy. Okay. Yeah. Consistent grip angle. Can consistent you elaborate grip. on that and define that a little well, bit? Well, I think we were, we were messing around with this, this earlier today. So, I mean, the thing that I need to do is get uh, a, a more consistent grip and uh, consistent grip early before punching out because before I was drawing my pistol and uh, gripping somewhere out here and sometimes it was a good grip and sometimes it was not such a good grip and I'd have to adjust it. Instead of shooting, now you're adjusting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. As opposed to I acquire the perfect grip here and I punch out and I can start shooting anytime. From here, I can just start shooting, 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 shooting. All the way up. Right. And I'm also, now that I have my grip, I'm looking at my target. And as I'm looking at my target, my sight comes in the peripheral vision. I pick it up, and as soon as I'm extended, peripheral, I press. What did I say? Peripheral. peripheral. You said peripheral. Which ones? Peripheral. 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 Potato. Potato. Preferable. Preferably. You're preferably. Preferably, you pick the sight up <laughs> on the way, and then press. So yeah, and that and that's cool. If we as instructors can explain to you how what's correcting your technique will result in better accuracy downrange and, and I that, believe it yeah and that's our goal we're yeah, yeah we're going to start off with the students shooting a group for us with, with no very, intervention yeah we're just going to let them shoot a group and then we're going to have them put their name on it we're going to put that away we're not even going to look at it we're just going to put it away and then we're going to do that same drill again we probably. say we're not going to look at it but i'm going to we'll, uh, we'll be judging you as you shoot quietly quietly in our <laughs> we will judge you but internally there, there will be, there'll be some pointing i'll be pointing to trevor and pointing and doing student, this. Going, ha, ha, we'll be kittering <laughs> some eye rolling yeah there'll be some of that but when we won't the say first it, 1911 jams here's going to get done brimstone will rain fire down. yes yeah yeah how many 1911s do we have coming well one one for, one for sure yeah one for sure. So we can't wait for that to crap the bed. Uh, is it an orc, 1911? It might not if it is. <laughs> that's, the, that's the odd thing. Yeah. yeah. Those cheap ones just run forever. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> uh, the one that uh, we have purchased for uh, Archie runs. Yeah. I've had it arranged twice. Sorry, Archie, I'm shooting your gun. <laughs> um, Ted 
from the black badge that we taught in the Miramichi one time. Straight up Norinco. Uh, cell phone holders for mag pouches. I didn't realize what they were until like halfway through. Yeah, old school flip phone cell phone. <laughs> oh, they were great. Worked. Yeah. I told Ted one time, I said, Ted, man, the only time that gun stops running is one soda of ammo. And we had another long-time experienced shooter and long-time reloader and long-time this and long-time that with a pair of ordnance 1911. Oh, my God. Wouldn't run. Wouldn't run. Well, one of the pro okay, so 45 brass is expensive, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, he, so he would take the bullets in the tray, take fluorescent orange marking paint, and spray all the bullets. Oh, that's not going to work. Oh. Where do you think that orange paint mostly ended up? Yeah, in the chamber. In in the everything. In the everything, really. <laughs> in the extractor channel, in the firing pin channel, yeah. in the everything. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, that's not a good Use Uses a marker now. Good. It makes it easier to find the bullet, the cases though, because yeah. they're yeah. jammed inside the they're gun. Yeah, the gun. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the stoppage. Yeah. I found it. There it is. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay, well that's that's that kind of gives you know some insight. Um we asked the listeners a couple of months back, tell us what your expectations are from the course. And I think two people replied. Now we forget what they were, so it doesn't matter what you said, you're getting what you get. <laughs> yeah. And to everybody else, I guess you'll just be happy with whatever. So yeah. No, I mean, I, so as a, as a, how about this? As an instructor, what are your goals for this course? At the end of the course, you want to look back and say, I achieved these three things. Three things? Well, the okay, first, the first thing, well, no, I could probably do three. The first right. one is I want to achieve everybody leaving the range with the same number of holes they began with. So safety is obviously my prime. I would like to see people go from mediocre or your sort of standard safety mindset to a hyper vigilant safety mindset i like to see that on the gun range let me give you an example of that we were in several gun stores today and the muzzle control was ridiculous and unacceptable right. i was muzzled more times by one a-hole today i almost said something instead i just went to the other end of the store right he's muzzling the clerk he's muzzling me and i know there's a trigger lock on the gun but why not practice safe gun handling all the time all, all the time so yes we we instill in our students in the class that all guns are loaded all the time, whether it has a trigger lock on it, whatever, just beat that into Treat them. Treat it like it's loaded. And you see us waving guns around here, but not once has that muzzle crossed Swept in one front of, us. of anybody. Right. We are so careful. I mean, we even temple index. <laughs> you know? That's, that's how you can be safe. That, so that's it right there. We want our students to go from muzzling people in the gun store to rolling their eyes when they see somebody in a gun store doing it right. and they won't do it anymore. Yeah. That's a great first goal. Second? Uh, I would like to see the students walk away from the course um, with the ability to shoot at least twice as accurate as they were coming into the course. I would like to see those groups shrink by 50%. So that first target they shoot, I would like to see it half the size by the end of the day. So that is going to be basic fundamental shooting where you have a good stance. You start from the feet up, right? You get a good grip and you get a perfect sight alignment and then you get that perfect trigger press and whether or not they get to that perfect tomorrow they or on saturday they won't but as long as they start down that road where they can start really honing in on using a gun to put a projectile right where they want it and the third thing is uh, i want them all to have fun i want them to leave that range going that was a good time i enjoyed myself and i learned something maybe i learned something and i enjoyed myself that's probably the better uh, <laughs> way to do that so I like them to be entertained. I like them to have fun, but I like them to learn something and come away with it with a little bit better accuracy and a lot more safety. Mm. 
and I and I'm not saying that insinuating that they're not safe now. I don't know half these people. Well, I don't exactly know right. Yeah, we can't right. make but any assumptions no, about. I'm just, not assuming that I'm no, better no, than no, they are. Of course not. Of course not. No, you don't. We're just know. passing on what knowledge, what limited knowledge we have. Yeah. And at this point, uh, at this point, it is limited. Oh, I mean, we haven't been doing this for a decade. We haven't taken tons of classes, but you know, you and I have to know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, we instruct every day anyway. Sure. So every time I'm at the range, I end up instructing somebody yeah. on how to. Yeah. I mean, uh, I should give a shout out to I forget his name. You, you guys know him? I forget his name. Matt? No. Nope. I Another guy. Name. I forget his, his name. name. Do you forget his name? I for all right. We've all forgotten his name. His name's and I forget his name. But at the Evanston Gun Club, I was there shooting, and the guy. Oh, this guy. I was shooting rifle, and he was shooting rifle, and then we were we were leaving. He got to his truck. Goes, hey, you want to shoot a pistol? I'm like, oh, you got a pistol? I did the whole. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, you got a pistol? I'd love to try shooting a pistol. Well, I watched him shoot like one mag, and I said, "Okay, look, I'm a firearms instructor. Do you mind if I give you, you mind if I give you some pointers?" And he said, "Oh man, would you?" And so we went through basically our course in about 15 minutes. Nice. And he went from looking very awkward and ungainly shooting his gun to a proper stance, proper grip, truck, proper so he wasn't, press. So he wasn't doing this anymore, leaning on his heels. That's right. Yeah. He was leaning into it instead, yeah. and and his groups were shrinking considerably and he was able to hit what he was aiming at so it was uh, you know we're always instructing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so what about you what, what are some of the goals you'd like to see well yours so i'm not going to repeat them but i'll add one more is that um i'm hoping that through uh, constructive criticism feedback or something that there's something that you and i both take away that we can bring to our next course to make us better instructors right i like there's that some, there's yeah. always learning we will learn from our students and you know um Maybe I'll explain something to a to a student, and won't get it, won't get it, and you'll come along and you'll explain it a different way, and the student will get it, right? Right. And so you you have to it's 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 the same, and we're going to take the same approach to this as Ipsic takes the black badge, right? Right. We're going to tell you, we're going to show you, and then we're going to let you do, right? Right. Because there are visual learners, there are auditory learners, and there are kinesthetic learners, and it's the old Chinese proverb: uh, "Tell me, and I will forget." show me and I will remember, let me do and I will learn, right? So everybody learns differently and uh, some students I'll connect with right away and my method of explaining something will, will work. Others, That's the one where you use 4,000 words to explain something that could take 20? Correct, okay. right? And then, <laughs> just and then not, and then not, and then you'll come in. And we had this, we had this downstairs with Adriel. I was demonstrating something, but was having a hard time articulating why it was the proper way or whatever, right. and you stepped in and you were able to articulate what I was demonstrating. Right. So it was, yeah. Well, we're a good team now. Yeah, absolutely. But then next time, I'll be able to articulate it better. Right. right? I forget so, what it was now, so maybe we won't, but whatever. Yeah. Come It'll up. come up again. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. mistakes we make often. Never. Never. All the time. That's impossible. <laughs> you fell English? That's what Brian Bolivar says. Hi, Brian. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's good. All right. Well, is that sort of... Uh, the rabbit holes that we need to go down is it is it time to so. move on to some upcoming events and then rip off some listener email and then i like it I'll wrap this up all right yeah well, uh, any listeners who are listening and on facebook or, or not facebook on youtube there and you have questions you want answered before we uh wrap up now's your chance to get them in we don't want to miss you but uh we're not going to hang around all night because we have things to do yeah we have uh pizza to eat pizza to eat, pizza to eat and, to and beers to drink with listeners hey did you guys got t-shirts yet if you're listening, Matt, Dr. Pepper. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, unless you already have it on hand warm, don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'll give him, give him tap water. I'll pick one up on the way. Oh, the tap water here is awesome. 
if you like drinking from a pool. Chlorine much? <laughs> Kelly, why don't you save us from ourselves? We're trying to dig up stupid, but we're not doing it. <laughs> Take uh, Start at the upcoming events for us, please, Kelly. Oh, well, I'm totally not on the right page. I totally didn't give you enough time to get there. No, you yeah, didn't. Just drag us out for did a couple of seconds longer. Yeah, okay. Oh, there she is. There she is. Okay. Right. okay, go. So the 2016. Okay, you guys need to move the the mic there. I keep hearing myself. Hi. Okay, 2016 CNSCA Sporting Clays National Championships at Tawapiti Shooters Club in Grand Prairie. It's going to be September 1st to the 4th. We have Active Killer Defense uh, course. It's going to be in London, Ontario on August 21st. And Rick's also doing an Urban Pistol course in Barrie, Ontario on September 17th. And we also have the Practical Shooters of Canada is proud to announce the first Canadian um, Precision Rifle Series, uh, or the PRS match, to happen at the 4th Canadian Division Training Centre just outside of Meaford, Ontario. Uh, the Meaford Long Range Steel Challenge from September 2nd through to the 4th. We also have the uh, 2016 Algonquin Cup. That it will be taking place at the Eagle Lake Gun Club in Sunridge, Ontario on September 18th. August 20th to the 21st, we have Earl Green from uh, Baseline Green, Baseline Green Tactical. We'll be at the Regina Wildlife Federation for a two, uh, two-day carbine course. Uh, you can check out uh, the link that we probably put there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jason, uh, he sent us something to say that the BC Provincial, so the Clays, will be July 29th to the 31st, which is already over. We should have taken that one out. <laughs> and Brian... Uh, Valkyrie Defense is uh, having a counter-ambush course uh, in Battle Creek, Michigan on October 9th, 2016. You can visit their website. Also, Brian has sent the Appleseed Project is having an Appleseed in Kershockton, Ohio on September 10th, 11th. I'll be there, so if you're interested, go there. Uh, and you can also check that out on the Appleseed website as well. And finally, there's the Ladies' Day, Saturday, September 17th at the Napanee District Rod and Gun Club. Uh, they're looking for line arrows, line coaches, and also people to do the barbecuing and that as well. You can contact Mike uh, Atkinson at uh, M-I-K-E Atkinson161 uh, at gmail.com. So that's it. Yeah, there. Man, awesome. cool. Awesome. All right, great job, Kelly. Okay, uh, you guys traded spots. We were told to by the executive producer. We do what we're told. Oh, okay. See, I'm reading stuff like I was told, but then you guys switch. Yeah. Well, Jewel told us to change spots. We change spots. Oh, yeah. Why is this, why is this a problem for you? <laughs> because it happened and I wasn't seeing it. So. <laughs> we're it's on fine. We're on mute. We're talking about you the whole time you were reading. Awesome. You're saying how Thanks. articulate you are. Very articulate. She is articulate. Very, Very articulate. Mm -hmm. Kelly, do you want to, to and you, unless you're reading the comments, Kelly, you wouldn't get that joke. Uh, Kelly, will you take the news story that you put in? Because you put it in, right? You, you put don't it know in. what it is. Okay, so last night, yeah, I can still hear myself, sorry. <laughs> so um, the news story is that uh, last night uh, the uh, Toronto Police Force were called out for a gun. Uh, and uh, there was a man with a gun. So anyways, what it was, was they were looking around and then they found a mannequin of Arnold Schwarzenegger from Terminator days, and uh, that was what they actually found. Yeah, so, and uh, they were out uh, tweeting it, basically, and uh, they uh, tweeted, I'll be back with 
And he said, no danger, but Arnold. So anyways, that's it. That's the only story I put in. Cool. And uh, Oh, what? Uh, Try again. I can't think of a good word. I got to reboot you, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting story, Kelly. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Pause does work. Yeah. Pause before you pause, and then and then nice things. Say the bad thing in the inside. The bad thing in in the good 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 words. Coping. Coping techniques. (laughs) All right. Hey, a Pokemon story. A Pokemon. Do you do know that at the West Edmonton Mall there are Pokemon stops? Yeah, of course. I knew that. Of course, I was there. Like we should have just waited there and beat somebody up. (laughs) It's a great way to get into the news. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make the news. Yeah. Um, who wants to take this one? You do. Nope. All right. This is a quick note to congratulate Jason Gallon. From Steve. I was going to get to that at the end. Oh. So this is always say from Steve, then we read it. I was, Sorry, I, I was should breaking have taken the it. mold. <laughs> I'll break the mold. That was paradigm. We need shift. that mold. Mm. I'll break it. All right. Sorry, man. So from Steve, he says a quick note to congratulate Jason Gallon on achieving rifleman at the Apple Seed in Skowhegan. I know he's a friend of the show. Jason was. Uh, one of three. One of three who earned rifleman and was the first shooting a 228. I believe mm-hmm. on the first That's day. a big number. Yep. That's cool. With we uh, got updates on his uh, shooting. Oh, right. so every he time he shot it. There and represented you all very well. He was very helpful and had a great al- altitude, no attitude, and got along well with everyone. We had a great time. Looking forward to the next one. That's it. Thanks, Steve. Well, thank you, Steve, for pointing that out. But, Steve. Did you have story time with Gallon? Yeah, I hope so. If you had story time with Gallon, Steve, you'll know what we're talking about. You should write back and tell us what story you heard. Yeah. If you had to, no, but you can't because none of it's fit for the air. Oh no, we're not going to read it on the air. If you yeah. Write back. Yeah, but tell no. us if it was the um, the the story involving. He the did. Vet. I understand. His dog made a full recovery. He got Jason Gallon stories. <laughs> oh, he totally did. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story I was going to ask about. Oh, did you did you hear the the, the story about the no, dog and the bomb? We Steve, can't. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, P.S. I understand his dog made a full recovery. Yeah, listeners, you have to come out to one of our events for no other reason other than to listen to Gallon tell horrible stories. <laughs> yeah, that's basically it. They are terrible. Not, was, not that the story itself is terrible. Not the storytelling is terrible. The content is it's terrible. Terrible. Like, it's just it's R rated. X-rated. It's triple X-rated. <laughs> Sometimes it's just not good to listen. They wouldn't to. even accept it in Germany. Like, no, that's, that's how. That's how bad. It sorry, is. Edith. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, don't bring. Basically, we're saying don't bring your kids to a story time with Gallon. That's if you see that on like Craigslist or something. Or don't bring your don't teenage go. daughters anywhere near Gallon. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's no. a quick. Here's a quick story with Gallon. Is it is it safe? So Gallon. Yeah. Gallon. Gallon's at the prom with his girlfriend. He's 33 and she's 18. And a teacher says, you can't smoke here. He says, go away, kid. I'm older than you. <laughs> That's Gallon. Yeah. I don't think the AIDS gap was quite that much. Probably not quite. Probably worse. Probably was. All right. <laughs> so that's the only listener feedback yeah. we have this week? So All if right. you'd like to email the show, you can do so by sending your email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, no iTunes reviews or Kelly miss, or Stacy missed us. Uh one or the other. No, actually, either way, thank you. A huge shout out to Stacy for for checking in every week, yeah. sending in our iTunes. Reviews. That was my attempt at throwing Stacy under the bus. No, see, go well. I'm I'm putting her on the bus. I see that. I'm pretty yeah. sure she's listening right now. I'm pretty sure her earlier. Uh oh. Yeah. So hi, Stacy. Mm-hmm. Hi, Stacy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You're How awesome. Yes. Yes, the Appleseed Princess is awesome. Yep. But no iTunes reviews this week. So, um, but please leave us a five star review. We've got 137 so far, and the reviews. 
come from? 106 Canadian. You guys didn't catch that? I, I heard it. 106 Canadian, 28 US, one Australian, one UK, one Lithuanian, and one from Belgium. Yeah, if you're listening from a remote country, we want to know. But and by remote, I mean somewhere other than North America. Yeah, we're at the center of the universe, obviously. No, we left Toronto. That was <laughs> yesterday. Oh, that was yesterday. Yeah, we were just in the center of the universe. We were. Apparently. Yeah. But now we're left of center. We are looking at a map, so depending on which way you're looking. Yeah, this next line is funny. You know, if your five star review, if you make it funny, you might hear it on the show. Well, we read them all. Oh, there's Stacy. She it. says hi, guys. Yeah, there you go. And Jewel says buy blinds because there's. I have some. The blinds, yeah. are, the blinds are actually they're, down. They're, they're, they're there. And will the CFO give you a permit to carry if you need to hide the gun from your wife? From mailman NB. Hmm. Well, That's a good idea. Uh, so she doesn't find it at home. I guess it you would know, depend on the house. relationship between the CFO and his wife. And I guess. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. So, yeah. Interesting question. Yeah. Mailman NB. I wonder if that's... Uh, I, I know a couple mailmen from NB. Oh. I know one in particular. Yeah, I know. I know a few. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see if we'll give you permission to hide again. I don't know, but maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, anyway. Uh, blue hatted sister friend. I don't know what that means. Stay away from Fifty Shades of J, says Jewel. Blue hatted, <laughs> blue hat in Apple State. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they're basically telling Stacy to stay away from Jason. Uh, no. <laughs> oh no, that's that was. <laughs> no, well, that was me. Two different. Those are oh, two different. Oh, stay away from Fifty Shades yeah. of yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. That is good um, advice. It is, yeah, staying away from Jay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you see, anyway, all right. Uh, Kelly, you got some shout outs? Well, I just had one. It was for Jason because he's uh, going to actually do Maple Seed out, out, out east because he's the only one out of uh, you guys to have, uh, you know, a patch. Mm -hmm. Oh, just yeah. That's cool. Here's my patch. This is my patch. <laughs> right here. Just saying. Mine's on Which, my arm. You know what we should do tomorrow? <laughs> we should print off some of the uh, this month's um, Armed Squirrels project. And shoot them? Yeah. They're pistol. It's right? pistol. Yeah. And I haven't shot it yet. Try that. Yeah. Uh -huh. We'll have our own little micro competition between us because I'm that guy. Yes, he is. He certainly is. <laughs> but so I, I embrace it. He can shoot the targets. We'll just shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll win. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that any other shout outs, Kelly? No, that's it for me. All right. Anyways. Uh, my shout out is to uh, Jim Smith and his team. Jim Smith was the match director for the 2016 Ipswich Canadian National Championships in Halifax. Jim did an amazing job, and all of his team did an amazing job. Craig Farron raised forty-five thousand dollars. I know I said it already, um, but speaking as a match director, they put on one heck of a show. It's very impressive. To everybody from the Nova Scotia region that volunteered to help make it a success, thank you very much. You guys put on a world-class event. Andy Shan and Stephen Casey, there are no words for how much I appreciate both you guys and everything you did for myself and Muffin. Thank you so much, and um, I can't wait for the spring bank. Good times. So, cool. Matthew, Adriel, any shout-outs? Yeah, I got a shout-out for Rahelia. Sure. Rahelia. Yeah. She, she helped me pick out uh, the swag that I'm bringing home to Jewel. And oh, so I just wanted to give her a shout out and she has a very unique name. And so I just wanted to say it again. And uh, she probably doesn't listen anyway, but she helped me pick out something for Jewel. So she also cool. gave us the nice. opportunity for an awesome joke as we she were leaving really the store. She really yeah. did. Yeah. Because she handed me the things that uh, that I purchased and said, do you want a bag? I said, no, no I'll just stick in my pocket. And so I wandered around the store with these in my pocket because whatever. And as I was leaving, she says, hey, 
What's that? Or is that is that something in your pocket? <laughs> to which I replied, no, he's just happy to see you. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And for Jewel, if she's still watching, Molly says hi. <laughs> it's just like Salem. She said, pull me down. Get this thing off me. No, real cuddle bug. So, uh, all right, we're going to wrap this up. So please join one of our national farms associations, such as the CCFR or the CSSA. <laughs> it's important to support those who support us, especially now with the... Um, 25 round 1022 mags these three groups are trying to do something together for a change so let's get behind them and help them out uh check us out on the gun owners of canada like us on facebook we're at 1483 and 107 thumbs up 10 gold stars and counting two flukes too many flippers two kangaroo thumbs and what's one safe space <laughs> we need more gold stars we need more gold stars really speaking yeah. from an educational point of view gold right. stars yeah we yeah so and participation ribbons. That we need some participation ribbons. No, we need a chart. We need a chart for like our show and all the other shows. And, we put, and the gold stars, right? So yes. the show with the most gold stars feels the best. That's right. The show with the least gold stars feels the worst. Because that's what those charts do, right? Yes. Feel good about yourself. Feel bad about yourself. So, yeah. All right. I, I like um, it. That's all I got. All good right, night, then. everybody. Good night, Kelly. <laughs> good night, Kelly. Good night, guys. Thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next week. Later. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.